thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you're tuned to the guard frequency because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 244 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, January 18th, and made available for download on Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019 over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Henry. I'm Tony. And I'm Jeff. And we got a stream, we got an awesome stream, right Henry? That's right, Jeff. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak. Your feedback's an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. And if you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency Live over on twitch.tv forward slash Guard Freak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novel, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to track them out over at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Henry? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, and things I want to talk about. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, with a wonderful new beginning to a fantastical quest. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Checkers green, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Really Dangerous has a new dot dot patch for everyone, and the Distant Worlds Expedition is working on their first community goal. CIG is working on the female character model and getting serious about fan productions. Well, maybe first things first is that we need to stop calling them CIG because apparently they've taken the G off. They've done another name change and they're just Cloud Imperium now. So they're just CI, which is FBI speak for confidential informant, which is, you know, the crook that they flip to rat other crooks out. So Henry and I were talking a little bit offline and I guess they're working on the female character models. Yeah, according to the ATV... Um, they're, uh, I, I think they've got most of the character models done. What they're doing is skeletal adjustments for handguns, getting in and out of vehicles, um, that kind of thing. So, 
uh, and they've got some automated tools and some manual tools that they're you know running the, uh, through the game systems right now. My understanding is they're taking the male skeleton and just tweaking it. No. They're cramming the no. male bones into the female characters. No, 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 no. And they've done a lot of mocap for the females too. They just want to make sure that the, that everything's proportionate and that everything is it, that you know males walk the way the males walk and females because of their center of gravity. I mean, there's nothing about you know any anything um, that they walk the way they walk. So it's possible I misunderstood, but from what I saw in the video, they were they were taking all of the male animations, running them through an automated processor that is adapting them to the female form, and then having people manually tweak them um, with the idea that they're going to do motion capture later to do better animations, which to me makes all this work seem kind of redundant. You know what I mean? Because I saw the tweaked uh, lady animation getting on a bike and the man looked natural sitting on the bike and the lady jumped on the bike and she looked like she was barely in contact with it, like she was holding herself off of it in ways you wouldn't do. You know what I mean? It was very strange. She, she, her body just didn't quite fit. And I feel like if they're going to do all that motion capture later, which Jeff said they've done some already. I don't, I don't know that they have. I don't know. I, I'm, I heard that they hadn't um, done the female motion capture, but it seems like they've got a lot of work ahead of them and this might be an unnecessary step. What I got out of the video was that they're, they were... Uh, uh, taking, like you said, running the processes of the animation through through the uh, automated tools. What doesn't work, they're manually adjusting in the manual tool set. That some mocap mo has been done, but they're still they they still have a lot of mocap left to do. Yeah. So oneangrygamer.net is going to settle this for us because I didn't watch ATV, so I'm going to have to rely on this guy on the internet to solve it for us. Uh, according to maybe him, there's an internet lawyer you could check with. I will check with the internet lawyer next. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but the, it, it says here that they built a custom female skeleton rig, and then they had to go in and modify the object interaction scaling to match the new proportions. So it seems from this that the mocap thing is not what's happening at least now. It seems like they're taking the male. Uh, skeleton, cramming it down to female size, changing the proportions, and then modifying the animations that they've got for the male to fit the new proportions for the female. And so, uh, Henry... What do you think a rig is? No, the difference being that if you have original mocap from the female, then you just go in and then change that mocap to make... You make the you make those manual adjustments based on well, the original female I, mocap. This isn't. I was in. Mocap. I was in the. I was in the uh, uh, subscribers den, and, and I'm watching a. It sound. It, I also think that uh, uh, they the original capture when they started working on this, they had some because they have a lot of females there that that provided mocap for this, uh, be, but because of the, the they hadn't used it since um, they changed the game. I mean, right. since they first cast. So right. Uh, that's what. Um, so the old animations that they had for the right. female mocaps don't work anymore. Right. So those all got thrown away. So now they had what they had been working on was a new male mocap and animations for the male. And from what I understand from this and from my earlier conversation with Henry is that female mocap will come later, and then they'll redo this part. Uh, it, the question Henry and I were kind of chatting a little bit before I said save it for the show. Was uh, Henry? I think what was your? It was the. Uh, is this 
duplicative? You know, are we, are we doing this over again? Yeah, it seems like they're they're shoehorning a simple, or not really even a simple solution, a complex solution that takes time and resources in to get the characters in when they're going to redo it all anyway. And I feel like it's not worth that effort if you're going to redo it all anyway. Like, that that's what... I watched ATV, and the whole time I kept thinking, why don't they have females come in for mocap? Is this something they have to do in a hurry now? But he finished his segment by saying something along the lines of, uh, this is going to look really good, they're, but are they're going to still look masculine. It'll look a lot better when we do female mocap and get that in-game. And then they showed a woman and a man leaning against a rail, and they were le- they were completely different. They were standing different. The lady had a different like mannerism. She was wa- kind of wagging her hand a little bit as she was leaning over the rail. The man looked more stern. And I thought those are the kind of things that'll happen differently when you have motion capture happening. Whereas now they're both going to stand the same way, that same stern way. You know, they don't have a female motion capture. I think I'm gonna I'm reviewing that right now because I want to be completely sure of it but it seems to me like it's redundant work and i can't see a reason to do it other than people are complaining about getting female characters in it just seems like i wouldn't spend so much time on it if you're going to redo all that motion capture takes a lot of resources this was always in their plan though but they're just and this was uh uh, to, to work um, and they have some female NPCs in the game right now. Yeah, uh, they're just trying to get the they're just trying to get the character motions uh, uh, working, right in a really manly way. Very no, very, not very in testosterone-y. a manly. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is this is this is <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this is here's my theory. This is this is my theory. This is the first sort of impact evidence uh, result from the investors i disagree well okay you can hang on let me finish let me finish my case and then you can tell me why i'm wrong we had the announcement last december last month we have a timeline now a theoretical timeline for squadron 42 and a theoretical timeline for for star citizen those are more firm now those are those are a lot more maybe i mean not etched in stone but they're certainly carved in wax um, that that would take some difficulty to rearrange. This is something that they can do now with the assets they have on hand and not go back to a studio in London renting for X thousand dollars a day, then pay an actress to do all the mocapping for however many days. Well, don't forget, don't in. forget that they've mocapped Gillian Anderson. Yeah, and now she's going to walk who, like who's, she's going to walk like Denzel very, Washington now. Yeah, who's very female? I sure, must say. and she's gonna you look know, awful and, manly uh, on the bridge of that ship. No, I mean they she's mocapped her. Stump, they stump. spent hours of mocapping her, yep. so they they still have a basis on this. And the female character was always in the timeline. Right. It's not a. It's not a. And for the cutscenes, I'm sure that'll be fine. For the cutscenes where they don't need to have Jillian Anderson punching buttons on the bridge or. Uh, 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 or flying something or shooting somebody or whatever. That's all mocap stuff. They can probably still just do... The math probably still works for all that. This is NPCs uh, and even PCs interacting with the physical, rend- the physically rendered things that are in the universe. Joysticks, guns, handles, levers, door controls, whatever. So that stuff's going to be the, the, the stuff Henry's talking about. It's sort of re- repurposed masculine animations. They'll do a female mocap later on and then just redo that all again. I can confirm. I just watched that segment in ATV again. He said all of this will look masculine, and they're they're talking about redoing the mocap after. 
It's in the. It's at like seven twenty. Did the, you happen to catch whether they're talking? Which game they were talking about? Is this Star Citizen or is this Squadron? I did not, and I was looking for that because I was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that in anything I watch on on Star Citizen now because I'm really wondering There's, where Star Citizen yeah. development is. Like, yes. I want to know where the line is. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they're gonna say. I think they're just no. gonna say this is what Cloud Imperium's doing. Right, and this I, is and our I think, tech. And what we, and I think, yeah, and I think until we hear otherwise, I think what we need to sort of understand and recompute in our our base understanding is that when we see this stuff, it's for Squadron. I mean, I, that's that's where we're at. I think you know, Star Citizen is taking a back seat to what they need to get done first. Well, don't forget that the systems run similarly. So what they do for Squadron is going to be, uh, uh, especially the core stuff, is going to be the same for uh, the PU as well. But when you have a decision to make, you know what what gets priority and what doesn't, Squadron is going to take it. So what right. they've, what right. they've no, decided, I, yeah, I, I, I won't argue that yeah. point. Yeah, that's what absolutely. they've decided was we need to get squadron out the door, and if there are going to be some manly walking player characters who are female, or uh, player or NPCs that interact and look kind of manly when they do it, we're going to live with that, and we'll patch. I'll it tell you, Jillian can manly walk up to me anytime. <laughs> well, she, well, she probably again, she probably won't because she's probably mainly in cutscenes, and those will probably still. No, I think, uh, I, I think she's. I uh, I think she's. I'm not sure what her entire role is, but I believe. Huh? Don't spoil anything, Jeff. Okay. You have a secret inside knowledge. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if Jillian's been email, if she's been emailing you, Jeff, we we don't want to know. Don't, we don't want to know. We go way back. I'm sure you did. Well, yeah, obviously you're mortal. Of course, we go way back. So, uh, so that's. I think that was. Was that all that we had to talk about in uh, Squadron? Well, oh, unless you no. want to talk about the dot oh, no. dot. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, kids. Sorry, boys and girls. <clears throat> oh no, Tony's Mikey? gonna wax poetic. Mikey, Mikey, soapbox time, buddy. Oh bring, bring my, my soapbox, Mikey. Oh my god. All right. I'm I don't know bring... what's happening. Wait, what wait, you got wait, to I gotta complain get... about? I gotta get my timer up. Okay. All right, Jeff, Jeff, get Jeff, get a pillow, get a, get, a, get your teddy bear, settle in, right. settle in, and relax. Here we go. So uh, the other thing that uh, that got announced, a little just is isn't there's another newsletter, is that they've got a fan kit out now, and uh, this is a kit, a package of. Wait, wait, wait! They've always had a fan kit of one sort of. Oh, I'm sure they have always had a fan kit. This is now. An official fan kit, Jeff. Yeah, but Tony got excited because it's legal stuff. Oh, so much legal stuff. You see, before investors, what they had was just a a pack of art and, you know, some stuff. And, hey, guys, you know, this is for y'all. Just get out there and just tear it up. Show us some Star Citizen and Squadron 42 love and be enthusiastic. Go go, go to it, guys. Have at it. Because it's all part of the... It's all a community anyway. It's all it's your all game. Community. You know, it's yeah, all ours. It's all ours. You know, we're it's building this together. It's all it's together, just, man. It's all yeah. Our, they put a it's couple fan of, invested and fan driven. Yeah, they put the you, they put a few restrictions on there that I think that were on. That I think it, if I remember correctly, and people can write it and tell me I'm wrong, I'll take the hashtag Tony's wrong on this one. But my my recollection is that it was on the 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 forum page with the link to their assets that said here are the rules. There was about a I don't know like a, a forum post length. Uh, uh, things you know, be respectful. Don't you know? Don't use naughty words. And I mean, just the, the, the usual stuff. Just play nice, kids. Well, now there's an official pack, and now there's an official uh, thing, and a whole bunch, and and a whole web page full of restrictions. That if I were not making good radio, I would read to you out loud in detail. 
but I am a, a semi-professional radio maker <coughs> podcast person. Yeah, Jeff coughs. That's that's probably the correct way to do it. Um, that's probably the right way to say. It. Uh, but uh, there's it's a it's a pretty it's a good sized web page full of stuff and what you can do and what you can use it for and how to get it and all this other kind of thing. So, uh, but I'm gonna scroll 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 right down to the bottom and Jeff, I'm, there's bad news in here for for you. And there is. There is. There's bad news in here for you and for your alter ego, Spencer McDunn. Uh-oh. Because there are now some strings attached to fan fiction. There are some, some, some legal requirements. If you're going to write fan fiction for Star Citizen, boys and girls, there are some things that you're going to need to do. You have to get advanced permission from CI to record your podcast, write your fan fiction, make your fan films, and all this stuff. And they can tell you yes or no at their sole discretion. They don't like your script. They don't like your concept. They don't have to give you permission. As a matter of fact, they don't even have to answer you. If you okay, don't get so an answer, you don't get to do your thing. Here, here, that, here's that. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, this is radio. Is that the Vulcan salute? Is that what that is? I, I yeah. couldn't really see it. Some Jeff, hand you're gesture. A finger gesture of some kind. What? What is? Can you describe that for the folks at home? What? What kind of a gesture you're I, making? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. This. This is. Sit on it and spin gesture because. Oh. Well, for the, for those of you at home, Jeff has five fingers on his hand, which means there is a central finger, uh, the one in the middle, as it were, and that one was extended, and the other ones were retracted. So yes. I, I don't know if that that's it's a word picture I'm going to paint for you for you folks. I, I, and, I, and I and I'll and I'll tell you this I I uh, um I backed this game from the very beginning. I have done I have done this podcast every freaking episode of this podcast because i wanted to report on this game and i'll be damned if i'm going to submit a weekly script for them to review and say oh. say or you know what let them let them try i'll see them in court yeah yeah jeff, now hang on jeff, now jeff we we might be overreacting because maybe all we have to do is get permission to use spencer mcdunn to read the news maybe that's all we have to get an approval on because and then well then of course we also have to read this in every uh, statement uh this is a work of fan fiction all characters places events ships and ship designs and other content originating from star citizen squadron 42 or other content produced or created by its publishers and developers are the property of cloud imperium rights llc and cloud imperium rights limited no, that sucks ass. Uh, no, yeah, no. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Please keep in mind that we require such uses of their stuff to be non-commercial and to include the following disclaimer. So, and maybe it's good enough we just put that on our web page. Maybe that's good enough we just put that on our web page. So for for okay. the for the for the for the sixty seconds that we have Spencer McDonough read a couple of stories about CIG. What about, what about, uh, the, about the other content that we reported? On oh no, that... hell no, 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 no. That that is that is reporting. That is commentary. Yep. That is opinion. And occasionally yep. goes into satire and parody. Oh, that is, okay. no. Yeah, come at right. me, bro. Yeah, they're not yeah. that as, <laughs> as dumb. We got us a lawyer. As, as dumb as Ortwin and company have been on occasion, I firmly believe they're not that dumb. I firmly That's believe awesome. That. All I right. truly believe hey, it. So, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I understand why big, stupid corporations that own IP want to stifle the hell out of fan creativity to protect their intellectual property and make sure nobody tells a better story than them that sells more shit. And I'm sorry, I'm a little annoyed, so pardon That's my right. friends. That's annoying. I will, so, now, I will take the other so that, side here. That now. I get, okay? Yeah. In the context of a video game, where you have in-game communities and you have in-game organizations that they support and push and want you to take part in their fiction, 
you know, this applies to everything. Us doing fan shows, doing blogs and stuff, writing in-game fiction for your own org. Your blog could be taken down or something, right? I mean, this is like... Theoretically. Th this, yeah, theoretically, right? So why, why, why... Why do that in the context of a game? You're you're I'm not talking about pr protecting movies and things that are going to come out later. You're talking about the more people that want to participate in your world, the more money and shit you can sell, okay? The more stuff you can sell to more people because they're participating. And if they make so some cool. great part of it, bring it into your game. You're not competing on the level like Hollywood is. And I'm not going to say the level because of money. I'm saying it's a different market. You want people to participate with your stuff in a different way. I yes. don't understand this it's movie. It's like idiotic. It's, it's almost like it's interactive somehow. Like like you I, I, like you interact I, I, with the property. Yeah. I, and and I part of the gameplay is the narrative that you will pref I, I have got, going on. I got something more to say on this too. Oh, d please, please, Jeff, please. Okay. I I own this game. This is my game, right? Me and a, a oh. million of my friends. No, sir. This is my game. This is no. our game. My game. Mm -hmm. And CI works for me. No, no, they do. Yeah, I don't think yes. so, man. No, they yep. do not. Sir. They work for me because if without us, they would have never gotten off the ground. Without us, now, now that well, they they had investors lined up, Mister Jeff. No, they had them lined up around no. the block to make this game. Uh, uh mm. they work for us, and and this didn't this doesn't fly muster, man. I'll tell you what. Let me. They take didn't the run side. this by me for sure. my approval. Well, they, they don't have to. But let me take well, the other side for a second. I'm gonna tell uh, <laughs> any good lawyer. Tony, nobody wants to hear the other side. Yeah. That's no, all yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, Hang on. Yeah. we, we don't want you to be illogical at this moment, Tony. Yeah, I know, no, I know. No, we got to be, be storming the gates let, with let, the pitchforks. Let, and the let somebody let me, yeah. put him under his soapbox so he can't <laughs> yeah. defend them. Mikey put the soapbox on top of. No, okay. Uh, no. Uh, so, so, so they shoved the, the male bones into the female characters and the fans this week. <laughs> 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 We're gonna workshop that. We're gonna, we're gonna workshop that a little bit. That, that needs some work, Henry. That needs some work. Okay. All right. So, 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 <clears throat> bring it back a little more decorum. Here. Yes. Is this thing on? This thing on? Okay. Yeah. Good. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, so the the clue here is that the property of Cloud Imperium Rights LLC and Cloud Imperium Rights Limited. That is a United States entity and a UK entity. These are separate corporate entities from Cloud Imperium, Cloud Imperium UK, Cloud Imperium Texas, Cloud Imperium this, Cloud Imperium. These are separate companies now. The property owned by these two entities, which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIG UK Limited or CI UK Limited and CI LLC for the United States. They're separate entities now, and their their entire value, their worth, is going to be wrapped up in their intellectual property. And unless you take steps to protect that intellectual property, your value will diminish. So these are things that they sort of have to do to ensure to assure their investors that these separate corporate entities, these subsidiary corporate entities, will retain value. So. This is another, this is evidence too, this is uh, of the, of the uh, impact of bringing on these outside investors. We knew there was going to be impacts. We knew that changes were going to be made to the way CIG does, CI does business. And these are two examples right up front, right out of the gate. They're going to skip the female mocap for later. You know, well, we're going to, we're going to, 
cut some corners on the fidelity now, kids, because we got to get the thing shipped. Is that good or bad? Well, it's an argument both ways, right? Maybe they're going to maybe hold closer to the deadlines now, but that means they're going to make some sacrifices. And this, well, if we're going to alienate a fan or two, well, that's okay because our corporate value will be maintained. And that's a bigger concern now. So these are thing, these are some of the changes that were inevitable. And here they're coming right, um, you know, less than 30 days from the announcement. Here we are. This is why it was awesome before so much corporate involvement happened. They're stifled exactly like you said now. It's like exactly what you were talking about. This is these so, are there'll be more so. more things will come. More things will come. It's where it's where we are now though. So uh, so Jeff, I'm sorry, Spencer McDunn will not be reporting from inside the Star Citizen universe. Because I really don't want to take time out to read that disclaimer every time I do it. And I don't wanna make I don't want them to sign off on Spencer McDunn's character or Smooth Furnace's character or anything. No thanks. No thanks. I'll pass. I'm gonna do it anyway. You just you go do whatever you like, man. That's cool, but the, the show's not going to do it because it's just this is Star Trek did this a little while ago and it kind of killed. It didn't kill it, but it put a damper on some of the fan films that were, that were going on out there. Some of the things that yeah, but it didn't impact Priority One, and it didn't stop that guy from making that tardigrade ripoff of Discovery. <laughs> Wait a minute, I think that's the other way around. <laughs> well, that's up to you to argue, sir. That's between the lawyers at this point. That's between the lawyers at this point. But yeah. my, my point, my the, the, overlying, the underlying point is, is that corporate entities have an obligation to their shareholders to protect their IP, and that comes at a cost. And, and typically, usually that cost is restricting the uses of those uh, elements, you know, the pictures, words, locations, references, all that stuff, uh, of the fans, you know, to, and keeping a tighter grip on it. So... But this is just this is a sign. This of is Spencer McDonough on Galactic Rogue Public Radio. <laughs> right, yeah, you're just gonna run a pirate station. Wait, you can, wait, 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 hold on. But they probably have a trademark on pirates in space because of lipstick. <laughs> so you probably can't do that either. Sorry, man. Sorry. That's great. Well, we'll see. We'll All see. right. Well, now that we're all caught up on uh, space news. Oh wait, oh, hold on. No, we can't do that. Wait, wait, wait. We can't do that yet because yeah, we, we talked about Elite Dangerous. Boy, it's exactly. I, what, what are you rushing off to? There's I, a lot I, of cool stuff gonna, going on in Elite. There's a lot of cool. Uh, geez, I can't. I mean, we're we're 25 minutes in mentally. Let me explain my mental process here. Mentally, I said this is sort of a short news week, and we'll probably be going to be 30 minutes or so. This is going to be a short. But no, it's a short news week, and we're still 25 minutes in. And we still haven't gotten to Elite Dangerous yet, where there's tons of stuff. This is a huge patch. Well, not a huge patch. Well, now I can go to sleep. A little dumb. Yeah, now you can, because Jeff doesn't care about Elite Dangerous. He, he's not a real, he, he, he's, not, he's not, he's not a commander. He's not a commander. <laughs> he's not one, he's not one of us. Anyway. I'll tell you what, man, there's not really a not lot of know, new stuff in Elite, I don't think. it out your ass, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that it's a lot of new stuff has come out. I think it's that we're playing with all the new stuff we've been getting yes. through Beyond. Well, and really really having fun with it like i'm There's, really enjoying it the the patch came out it's a dot dot patch and usually those are sort of tweaks and fixes but there's actually a number of things that uh kind of are a little newsworthy i think um they've, they've adjusted the background simulation they're going to keep doing that that's something they've announced um but they took away something that people kind of thought was a, an excellent quality of life fix you used to it used to be before the 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 december patch that you had to fly to different systems or go to interstellar factors to collect bounties. Well, after this patch, you could turn in a bounty anywhere for, for any system. So you warrant scan somebody, you blow them up, you go land at your local friendly uh, docking station, you go to your authority contacts, and boom, all your bounties are there. And you're like, hot dog! 
Bing! Dollar bills, y'all! I, I thought you wanted it that way. Hell Isn't yes, that I did. That's fantastic. And guess what this patch did? Fixed it. Fixed it. It was a bug. Yeah, that was an accident. Uh, I mean, what a I guess down. they're trying to make ways to make you move around. Oh, yeah. You I, know? Mean, I get it. Well, I get there's, it. Enough to, there's enough to do an Elite that you don't have to, to resort to that level of... of Forcing, yeah, it's it's a, it's you know, it's it's making space. It's the you know it's the uh, the fuel problem in uh, over in Star Citizen, right? I get it. I mean, like Henry said, it's a way to make you move around. To me, where the background sim and our sort of minor faction and ownership of a couple of stations, I'm much more localized than I used to be, right? So I'm more I'm I'm docking at Denver Station pretty much every day and all that other kind of stuff when I play. So. So it was really nice to not have to go anywhere to turn bounties in. Uh, so I, I understand why they fixed it, but boy, that was nice. Sucks. We didn't have to do that. <laughs> so that's this is um, my this is my pitch. How's about you let me turn in my bounties anywhere for a haircut? Not Interstellar Factors style. You can eat, I'll take I'll settle for I'll settle for forty you know like sixty percent. Give me sixty percent of my bounty if I don't have to go anywhere. Okay, just something like that would be fantastic. Uh, but uh, that that for that for that sweet sweet few weeks, so nice to not have to go anywhere. I get uh, why they do it, but I don't buy that it would ever be that way. A financial transaction that can't happen electronically in a world where we can call each other yeah. or transport to your ship and sit in your chair as a little hologram. Yeah, even there's more. some data transmission going on there. We could handle a blockchain. Yeah, and freaking do a transaction. Even more to the point. There's somebody willing to take a cut of that. That's even more to the point, right? Someone's gonna, t- someone's more than happy to take. Oh, you got a hundred thousand credit bounty. That's great. I'll take forty. You get sixty, and then it's all, it's on me to go collect that from that other system. I'll pay yeah, some other schlub to to, to to sling a data cube out there to go make sure the transaction settles. I mean, it makes sense in fiction. It make it because it already exists as interstellar factors. It makes sense from a logistical uh, faction penalize me heavily for not wanting to fly someplace to collect the bounty properly. When you're young or when you're a young pilot when you're in the game for the first time, 40% of a 100,000 100, credit bounty is significant. You'll fly a couple systems over to make sure that you get the full amount, especially if you've got a bunch of those 100,000 credit bounties. Mm-hmm. You'll fly you'll fly the couple systems. For somebody like me that's been in game for a while, I'd rather not. And I get sick of having those pages and pages and pages of, of bounties in that thing. It's just like, ugh. Why don't I just blow myself up? I'll just blow myself up and clear off that. <laughs> I was about to say, Tony, that's not a problem I've ever had because I get blown up often enough <laughs> that I just, I'm like, oh, look at all those I'm not going to get because Tony's not going to be here today with his godship and somebody's going to pop off on me. I'm going to die. I'm going to go fly out and look at some more space rocks. That's what I do. You know, when you have a fully engineered Imperial Cutter to your disposal, Henry. Dying I, is not a not a regular occurrence. I guess, uh, I guess, but I'm out there trying to do combat in my exploration crate. Yeah, that's a little that's significantly riskier. But you know what? It's fun. Like I, oh, yeah. I I'm out uh, I'm out exploring, and I went up to um, the first station on the road to Colonia. I forget what it's called. It starts with an H. Um, and I stopped there, and I was hanging out there, and the NPCs there there was like in system like faction fighting going on so that was interesting there was like a compromised beacon there was combat i was cool way way out there far away from the bubble and i could still find some combat to do if i wanted so that was fun and i was safe because i could dock first so oh yeah you know i felt good about that um so hopefully more stations out on the road to the middle of nowhere will be helpful i know we're building one in cg right now but 
Um, they fixed missing targets for assassination follow-up missions. Uh, that was annoying the heck out of me because I was playing a lot of those. And then they've also uh, uh, fixed requesting items that are, Ill- are illegal in your current jurisdiction. So if you're going to go fetch and carry stuff, like we were shipping Imperial slaves or regular slaves or something at some point because our faction in an independent system was that looking for slaves. That's like, okay, but they were paying a lot. So we just kind of imagine those guard oh, yeah, frequency guys. Well, what's Valus up to, man? Well, you know, we're we're bringing them in and we're setting them free. That's what we're doing. That's totally okay, that's doing. fair. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, that's cool. To- that's you know, a little bit of head, a little bit of head cannon there, a little bit of in brain fiction. Sure, that's what we're doing. But it's better than them manufacturing levs out of slaves. Uh, yes, we don't want that. Or, or <laughs> robot slave dogs that you find, you know, that you scrape off the deck. My dog's right. cool. Shut up. <laughs> it might be cool someday. Talking to your DM, man. Watch yourself. Yeah. Watch yourself. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, uh, so th- those two things happen. And then there, and this is, I think, is a, probably a smart thing. They're allowing players that don't have a Horizons, the Horizons expansion, to buy the new mining stuff. I think that was a really good idea, and they should have done that from the outset. Uh, but I'm glad they're fixing that now. So, you know, who doesn't have Horizons by now, though? I mean, it's well, such a good like addition. It adds so much stuff. Right, being but able to land on a planet. Yeah. I mean, you're come on, land on a planet by Horizons. We we know this, and I was skeptical of buying Horizons at first too. I didn't buy it when it first came out. I waited a few months till everybody told me Tony is so cool. I'm like, fine, and yeah, it was. It was worth it. Totally worth it. But if you're if you're look if you're trolling Steam, just sort of looking at the sales or whatever, just buying bare bones Elite before you get the expansion might be a nice way as as an intro, and the mining system is very popular people seem to like it and so getting that in the hands of your intro customers smart move should have been done at the outset glad they're fixing it now but i think that that'll go a long way towards getting people hooked in the into the basic gameplay so that they go buy the expansion that's uh, cool so uh good move there uh, and they increased your storage to 40 ships now so i didn't know there was a limit i don't have that many i brought everything to anseeth to denver station and i don't have it full so yeah, well, it used to, I think it was I think it used to be thirty one. I think is what it used to be. I don't have that many ships either. I I have maybe a dozen. Uh, I was trying to keep one of everything, and I have almost one of everything. But some of the big ones I'm missing, like I don't have any of the Imperial stuff uh, missing. A chieftain. I don't have a Type Ten anymore. Yeah, a that one's worthless. I haven't thought. I haven't found it. I hated thing that damn ship. 10. All right, Henry. Is so, anybody else? Oh, go ahead. That's good. Uh, sorry, Henry. So uh, I cut you off earlier, but now we're going to talk about distant worlds because. The community goal, we talked about this last week, and they've sort of, they follow, Frontier seems to have listened to our advice or already figured out this is what they're going to do anyway. Who could say? Um, but they set it, the goal pretty low, and everybody's just blown right by it. I don't know if you saw that. Did you check out the CAG, the, the community goal? Yeah, I'm not participating because I don't, I don't haul in mine like that. I'm, I'm out exploring, but I'm watching it. That's cool. We're going to get our station. Yeah, yeah, they they the, the they've blown through tiers one through nine in a single day. Mission came out on the seventeenth. We're recording on the eighteenth. They've blown through tiers one through nine. Now tier ten and tier eleven are a little are longer stretches, um, but almost three thousand pilots have contributed to this, and mm. the station that it's at is five thousand light years away from the bubble. That's two hundred jumps in my thirty light year range cutter. That's a ways <laughs> out. So this this is a this is a pretty big deal for the elite dangerous community. I mean, there's a lot of participation and a lot of 
a lot of serious participation. 3,000 commanders blowing through tiers one through nine uh, uh, the first week. I don't know. I think they want to get those stations out there. I think those little tiny rest areas, those waypoints are really important. Look what I was telling you about my gameplay experience on my way to join up with Distant Worlds. And I'm just making stops at stations that are way out away from everything. The view is different. And, you know, the people you meet out there, the NPCs, you meet like compromised uh, navigational beacons with pirates. And you get interdicted out of the blue when you've been out for days flying without seeing another ship. That's really cool. It's it's immersive. It's nice. It um, gives it some frontier feel, though, doesn't it? It's a yes, wild very kind of frontier. Feel. That's a yeah. fantastic way to say it. Yes, you're, you're out on the rim, and you've got to be, you know, you've got to be careful. You've got to... Um, watch yourself but at the same time you get a place to take a break if you're out for a long time i mean i've been out and run out of resources and uh, had low hull and just wanted to um, clean up and had to run back to the nearest station and it's too far that sucks we get a lot of uh self-reliance now with a lot of tools that we can take out with us but having these stations is a big help i think just putting those handful of stations on the road to colonia made it so much more accessible to so many more people and yeah. you know, new stations are just going to keep opening up new areas. Well, it it, it it underscores the ability of the game to be dynamic too, because you know, it's, yeah, yeah, the 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 bubble's not static. There's not there's there's 400 billion stars in this uh, galaxy we've got, and they're developing them as the game goes on. So I think that's 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 a good thing, and they're doing it with the communities assistance and help and i think they set the bar maybe too low on this one but that's probably better stop saying that we want stations we don't want so many stations that they're everywhere well i think the difference is that the top the top tier people right now now that they've cleared tier nine if you're in that top five percent or whatever they're getting 50 million credits bonus which is cool fantastic right even if you did if you did one ton of goods you get a million credit bonus at this tier nine so that's great I think that the idea is probably going to be, well, the next station is going to be farther out and there's going to be less money available and it's going to be trickier to get that station built. So I imagine they're probably going to tweak the reward levels down a little bit or bump the tiers up uh, to make it more Could difficult be. to clear those higher tiers. Because traditionally, if, as long as the community goal clears tier one, you've done it, you know, scored, you know, you've managed to do the thing. It's just when you hit those higher tiers, you get additional rewards. I imagine they're going to tweak that a little bit. I wonder if it's because these uh, this is a uh, an initiative undertaken by explorers who probably need more re- more access to money. Um, so maybe Could it's be. a community goal geared towards people who are explorers who don't have the huge cargo. You know what I mean? Because you've got to haul a lot. Plus, yeah. you've got to go out there and set up to mine. You could do it that way too. For all I, I care, they could double them. That's fine with me. I'm just saying, for, given Frontier's history. Probably they're going to nerf it. <laughs> Probably. So um, uh, my my point about distant worlds though was more about um, you know I'm getting comfortable with all the exploration tools that we got over the you know in December mm-hmm. and having a lot of fun with exploration and they're actually passing me. I thought I was going to have no problem just plowing through that and keeping up with them for a while. I was going to follow them probably about halfway and then come back. And I'm I'm so far behind because it seems like every state or every every system I go to. I'm compelled to scan everything. I'm not. I'm not doing surface scans on every planet. That's right. crazy. I am. I am completing every system that I go to. So, I've been looking at this 68 jumps from where I am to where I'm going. I'm going from uh, that first waypoint station to to Trifid Nebula to see the colored pods. And I've been on a 68 light year trip for like a day and a half, and that's nuts. <laughs> and not 68 light years. 68 jumps. Uh, 68 okay. jumps. You know what I mean? 
it's a lot of fun. Can't wait to meet some more commanders out there. Met a lot of cool people so far. Well, uh, it's go- it's going really well, and I'm, uh, this is going to continue for months ahead. So there'll be more news from distant worlds in the weeks to come, and we're we're looking forward to seeing uh, all- how that all plays out. And now that we're all caught up on space sim news, let's get caught up on space news with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. A crushing military defeat of traditional Imperial forces has strengthened the hand of Emperor Arissa Leveni Duval. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace and the Aknar system. Thanks, Spencer. Imperator Mordanticus, the leader of the isolationist group Nova Imperium, was captured by the Imperial Navy after a pitched battle in the Paresa system. Senator Denton Petraeus, Admiral of the Imperial Navy, stated, quote, Let this be a warning to others. The Empire will not tolerate insurrection. End quote. Military strategists quietly worried about Petraeus' decision to place logistical control of the operation in a minor faction rather than attacking with the full force of the main Imperial fleet. With the defeat of the Imperator's forces, however, and the capture of the Duke in the process, it appears that those concerns were unfounded. While the naval battle is over, the political battle has barely begun. Chancellor Anders Blaine, speaking for the Emperor, stated, quote, the so-called Imperator, Duke Queso Mordanticus, will be brought before the Senate on Friday the 25th of January to answer charges of treason against the Empire, end quote. Political journalist Cassia Carvalho commented in the Imperial Herald, calling the capture and possible public trial of the Imperator a, quote, mortal blow to the isolationist cause, end quote. But several anonymous sources have told GPR that while Nova Imperium, as a political force, is diminished, many senators adopted its policies, especially those regarding imperial succession, as their own. While Larissa Leveni Duval may be able to convict the Imperator, she will not convince the Senate to forget Hadrian Duval. From the Akinar System, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. The Interstellar Health Organization has issued a limited certificate of suitability for Vitadine Lab nanomedicines. Relying on testimony from Vitadine's Professor Katrian Rook, the IHO determined that the medical crates obtained from an independent pilot were not classified as stolen property. When asked to comment, the IHO spokesman said, quote, our ruling is that because they were obtained as lawful salvage, the nanomeds recreated by Vitadine Labs are its intellectual property, end quote. The license is limited, however, in that the medicines must be distributed by an established pharmaceutical company. Given the promises of longevity, disease fighting, and trauma care made by Vitadine, competition for those rights is expected to be fierce. Some commentators fear that allowing Vitadine to license the treatment will still result in limited access across the bubble. Due to demands for investment returns, initial pricing for the nanomedicines are expected to be high. Healthcare analyst Dr. Hamari Gray told Vox Galactica, quote, Only the very wealthy will be able to afford Vitadine's product, end quote. 
Authorities have not yet commented on the mysterious disappearance of passengers and crew of the luxury yacht owned by actor Consuela Knight. Engineers and hyperspace physicists dispatched to survey the craft have not released any findings or statements regarding their observations. However, several independent pilots speaking to GPR on background believe this so-called mystery to be an elaborate hoax. One pilot stated, quote, No spaceworthy crew is going to have unfinished meals and tools unsecured before high waking. If you crash out of supercruise after the jump, all that stuff becomes like missiles. And I hear some of those things are on the floor. That's a neat trick in zero-G, end quote. As of this broadcast, Miss Knight and her crew of four remain missing. In local news, investors and entrepreneurs have descended upon Wild Refinery following the station's management change. Guard Frequency Response Associate Director Richard Clemens told GPR, quote, Following the recent unpleasantness with Anseeth Inc., we've solicited several interstellar firms to bring Wild Refinery back up to modern standards. It is our hope that the repairs improve the lives of the workers and pilots who rely on the station for their livelihoods, end quote. Economists from the University of Anseeth have speculated that guard frequency response may attempt to expand into neighboring systems in the coming months. Until the next turn of the world for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. Welcome, brave adventurers, to another fine adventure. I'm going to say the word adventure six more times like they do on Heroes Rise podcast because this is the next session of the Elite Dangerous role-playing game. We're going to do something a little different to start off with. Uh, in the in the between times, in the down times, in the non-adventuring times, the other characters have advanced another level by going on sort of a shortcut uh, downtime adventure using a section of the EDRPG core rulebook as modified by yours truly. And they've advanced another level. Uh, uh, Shiv did it, uh, he, although he's not going to participate in this section of the game for reasons which I will uh, cover later. Uh, and we have uh, Brian also did it. Ken Shadow also advanced his character. And so did Henry. Uh, Ryu is going to do it on this recording. So you can, guys can kind of see how that works. And Brian and Henry are going to uh, offer some color commentary along the way, along with our newest player, who is taking uh, Mr. Shiv's seat at the table. This is Akrosi. So the, everyone, uh, long-time listeners of Guard Frequency will recognize uh, Akrosi as a, a frequent contributor to our uh, uh, write-in comments, our, our feedback loop. And uh, if you're really paying attention, you might know that he has also been running our background simulation uh, arm of uh, guard frequency response. He's helping us keep uh, the ANSI system in hand, under control. He's a sheriff. 
So uh, he's going to join us on this segment of the adventure, and we'll be introducing his character uh, when we conclude Ryu's uh, downtime adventure. So that's what we're going to do next. So, uh, Ryu, are you ready? Sort of. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert, you're probably not going to die because then you couldn't play the main game. So you're probably going to be fine. But I'm going to do my best to make it um, seem like you might not be. <laughs> um, okay. So what uh, the, 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 your, your character, uh, Adira, uh, had, had kind of an espionage flavor, right? Yes. All right. So t- tell sneaky, me. sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. So tell me, tell me the kind of you know she's she's got a little she's got a little money in her pocket. She's got a ship uh, and the means to go where she will. Where do you what kind of what kind of trouble is she going to get into? I figured Valis would probably send her on some kind of recon. Yeah. See, here's the thing: she doesn't have any work for you right these days. She just doesn't have you. Know, it's like you know she's got you know just uh, you know the part of the problem is you see Remlock is their sort of like main employer it's their main contract and that's how the, the the business has sort of grown up and kept them legitimate more or less and the problem is is that remlock will not let them contract with anybody who has a rank of less than competent and you're just a novice right now so you're just off in the deep end off on your own lonesome sort of for a little while until she can hire you for real because she's, she's all she's fresh out of you know you know off the books type transactions at this moment so you're 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 just adrift in the galaxy. Where, what would what would Adira do to keep herself uh, busy and gainfully employed, and moving around? What kind of thing? I don't know. Does Clev have any cool weapons that need pilfered? I right, can walk across the 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 hallway to him and knock on his door. Uh, he he says, Ah, yeah, yeah, you're the one that was not as stupid as the other ones. I like you. Yes. What can I do for you here in nice weapon shop? Yeah. I'm just a little bit bored. Just wondering if you knew of anything fun I could be doing right now. Well, maybe, maybe yes. Um, you get around uh, without people see you very much. I've been in this room for longer than you think I have. Roll a bluff check. Four plus. I'm sorry. That is yeah. Four plus four is eight. All right, uh, eight. He kind of goes ah. Very nice. Good job. Okay. All right. All right. I like you. All right. Tell you what, I do have small, small job. Not not big, but also not really dangerous. But this small job, guy owes me a little bit of money. Uh, he doesn't pay, but he also has uh, some uh, uh, papers. Actual papers, believe it or not. Actual on on dead, uh, dead something. Maybe dead uh, plant. Yeah, it's actual paper. And uh, like that has secrets on it. Yeah. Have you seen paper before? Yeah, but I don't know what it's made out of. Well, it's a plant, I think. I'm not sure what plant. I'm not good with plants, better with guns. But it's dead paper and has words on it. And these words are very secret. And he does not want anyone to know. I know about this because is how he found weapon. And then I he, he gave me a weapon and it does not work. And so he I owes me the money. I bet it works better money. than my stapler. I bet it works better than my stapler. Well, your stapler actually functioned. This thing you gave me a piece of crap. Doesn't even work at all. Doesn't shoot. He's, he's worthless. So he owes me. He owes me money. But he's he has no money. But he has papers which says where a weapon came from, which maybe has more weapon. So I need you 
to go find him, find the paper, bring me back paper. You think oh. you can do this? Yeah, I'm pretty okay. bored. That okay, sounds like it, fun. It, it, he is a wimp. He's okay, he's not he's not a big guy, right? You know, he's not very dangerous, but he's he's sneaky. I have no idea where he is. None at all. So you'll have to find him. That's the tricky part. Uh, but once you find him, it should be pretty easy to go get his papers. And you, I don't care how you do it. Doesn't matter to me. Just bring me back the papers. Okay. All right. So Let's that's do that's this. your that's your you're gonna do three of these three of these missions. You're gonna do two kind of vanilla ones, and then one's gonna be a little more complicated. So this first one you're gonna do is the sort of like not so not so difficult one. You're gonna do a retrieval job. Uh, let me get to my table of jobs here in the espionage supplement provided to us by Spider-Mind Games. Spider-Mind Games, publishers of the Elite Dangerous RPG. Spider-Mind Games. They're nice. How about no, that was a really crappy attempt at an uh, inline spot. But they did provide the RPG supplements, and so thanks to them for doing that because they're kind of cool. Alright, so we're going to do a document retrieval. Well, we'll call it a blueprint acquisition case. Let's roll a... Uh, first, we need to go find a... Uh, we need to track this fella down. So what we're going to do is you're going to roll a planetary knowledge check. Which one is that under? Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's under intelligence, I thought. Oh, yeah. this could be yeah. bad. <laughs> well? Six. Five plus one. Six. Okay, so you kind of striking out. You try to hit your sort of usual contacts... Clev gave you the basics of it. Uh, his, uh, you have what's essentially a social security number. It's a space social security number, right? Um, and that's uh, it's if you want to get around in the civilized world, you kind of need that. And the guy's oh, kind of a wimp, he said. So he's not. It's not like he's going to be all tough and off the grid. Um, but the people you usually the go to. The thing about wimps is that they're usually pretty smart. Well, he's 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 managed to stay off the grid, even though because uh, you're kind of coming up empty on this number. So you're going to have to uh, try to maybe use uh, some different skills. Why don't you try to roll me a streetwise check? Ooh. Oh, natural 10. OK, so uh, having struck out with the official sources, you kind of go underground, which was not what you expected, but that's what you had to do. And it turns out this fella is, in fact, still in Fabian City. Um, you know, the best place to hide is right where they least expect you. He didn't actually run. He just burrowed. Uh, so he's still there on the station. And you have kind of you have it. You have an address for him now. So you could go. You could just go straight to him if you wanted to. OK, so I go right. straight to the address. OK, uh, do you want to what do you want to do once you get there? Well, I'm not going to knock on the front door. OK, so is there a window that I can peek in or a trellis I can climb. All right. Why don't you roll perception for me? Nine plus two. Okay. All right. That's, uh, so you kind of case the joint, right? It's in sort of a low rent district. It's uh, it's not the worst. It's certainly a far cry from the best. It's kind of like a, like a like a concrete block sort of a place. Um, you know, there's not, it's a single corridor, like an old, mo like an old hotel. Um, single corridor doors on each, on either side. There's not a good place to really hide. There's not any place for him to hide either. Uh, so his coming, you know, if someone were to go in or out of that door, it'd be plain to see from either end of the corridor. Um, but there's no, there's no windows or anything, uh, on this, uh, wall. 
there's like a peephole on the door, uh, an actual physical peephole. Um, it doesn't look like this place is fancy enough to actually have like sort of, you know, door cameras. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bare and pretty basic. What about up on the roof? Or can I get up there? Uh... The, the building itself is about three stories high. And this okay. is on the middle floor, so the roof isn't going to help you. you um, but there, are, uh, there is uh, – when you came in, it looked like there was like a, a courtyard in the middle, and his unit looks out on that courtyard. What's in the courtyard? Yeah, basically a couple benches and what passes for green space, although okay. the green there has seen better days. So it's brown space now? It's mostly brown space, yes. But there is a little, uh, you kind of count doors, and there is a, like a balcony and like a small sliding glass door kind of a thing that it can look out over the brown space. Okay. Can I try to get up on the balcony then? You I certainly do that. can. Once you roll an athletics check. Eight plus two is ten. Uh, you manage to do the uh, 34th century version of shimmy up the drain pipe. There's only one floor up, and you're pretty spry. So you are now successfully on the porch. Okay, I'm looking in through the sliding glass door then. What do I see? Which hopefully has no shades or anything on it. You can just look right in because it's in the brown space. It's in the courtyard. Who's going to look through there? Uh, Basically, you see a very spare um, and uninteresting uh, dining room sort of table and a little uh, screen on the wall that's turned off. And uh, kind of, you know, sort of in there a little bit, you can kind of see like an unmade bed, some... Detrius lying around, no signs of life. Okay, I try the sliding glass door then. Which is very helpfully unlocked. This guy is not very good at keeping himself safe, I don't think. This is a conclusion you could draw at this point. So you walk in, and this is the, the scene in front of you is basically unchanged from the windows and, and, and uh, what you saw earlier. Okay. Um, where is it just one work run? Ah, one room. Um, if you look off to your right, you can kind of see like where the bathroom is, but essentially that's yeah, a like a studio kind of apartment. Okay. I take out a little mirror that I have in my pocket and shine it around the door to see if there's anybody in the bathroom. Unoccupied. Okay. So I guess I sit here and wait for him for a while. Okay. How long do you want to wait? I don't know. Okay. Roll a 1d10. Well, now I have to find that on here. Oh, you, you can just type in uh, forward slash roll space 1d10. So you wait for nine hours. I'm sitting patient. there in the room. Yep, you sit, you sit, you're sitting there in the room for nine hours. And at, at the end of the ninth hour, you, you hear uh, very faintly uh, footsteps approach the doorway and stop. And somebody, like a low curse, like, you know, fiddling with stuff. What are you doing? Getting on the other side of the door. Okay, so you're kind of like, you know, Pressed up flat against the wall. Yes. Uh, are you are you are you right next to the hinges or are you next to where the door opens? Next to the hinges, I would think. Next to the hinges. So the door is it's a it is a really crappy motel. It doesn't the door doesn't even slide in. It's like a really super crappy place. The doors on on hinges. So uh, this is this is uh, uh, it's going to open and you're going to be hidden by the door when it opens. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the door opens and walks a disheveled looking sort of fellow he doesn't even he doesn't even look behind him as he closes the door and walks in and is sort of carrying like a a, a small shopping bag and he heads straight for the little kind of dinette table that was uh, by the sliding glass door 
I have already forgotten this guy's name. What was it supposed to be? You, you never got a name. You got oh, okay. a number. Oh, right. I got the secure, social security number. You got a number. Uh-huh. Okay. In that case, I come up behind him and try to grapple him and basically like pin his arm behind him and cover his mouth so he can't scream. Roll a fighting check. Five plus four is nine. Okay. Um, this guy is not really a challenge for you. You manage to uh, 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 wrestle him to the ground, uh, hand over his mouth. You basically got him pinned. So my friend Clev says that you gave him a bad weapon. At the, at the sound of the name Clev, uh, he starts to struggle. They roll another uh, fighting check. Four plus four him. is eight. Yep, you got him. Obviously, you know what I'm talking about. So what can I do about this bad weapon that you gave him? He's not very happy about it. He sort of, he sort of re- he relaxes a little bit, but you've still got your hand over his mouth, so he can't talk right now. Well, I remove it just a little bit so that he can talk. He, sa- he says, I got screwed, too. I got screwed, too. I, I don't have any money to pay him, but I swear, I swear, I'll make it up to him. I've got more supply. I've got more supply, and I swear I'll make it up to him. Insight. Do it. Ah, <laughs> you, he, that one. you've got him pinned, man. He's, you know, he's got no reason to lie to you. He knows that he's he's toast. OK, he's afraid of club. karma. On that. You could. Yeah, you can spend a karma point on that. I could spend a karma. karma point. OK, I'll do that. We'll see if it works. <laughs> not not much. Well, all right. So you went from a one to a two on that roll from a four to a five. And geez, he's very convincing. He just <laughs> boy, he really he he really does think that he's going to just turn the ship around. And who gave you bad product then? Look, look, I, I, he told you, he told you how I do this, right? He told you how I do, he told you I get my product, right? Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say he recently had one of those people come to his door who said he needed saving or he was going to burn. He ignored them. But he thought the red truck and the blue flashing light was neat. And all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he'll put together this week's feedback. <laughs> okay. That was a good one. Man. <laughs> that was good. I, I, he needs to be tightened up. The joke is good. The joke is good, but he needs to be tightened up. I, I, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's awesome. I may edit it this week and bring it back next week. And we'll okay, but we'll, I'm, I don't think you can improve on that. No, I don't either. That's better than farting in the wallet to make gas money. That's my new favorite. I like that. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Farting in the wallet for gas money was a classic. That one was kind of a That was a good one. I don't, yeah. But this one is good, too. Yeah. It's good. Coherent and seems to have been written by no, an intelligent it, 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 adult is, person. There's a, yeah, there's a logical progression to it. I, but <laughs> I, like I think it, it could yeah. be tightened up. I really think it could. There's some okay. loose bits that. Yeah. Well, let me get to the recap. Yeah, do of that last thing. Week's, last, last, the two weeks ago community question: What were your favorite game highlights of 2018? What were your biggest disappointments? Ken from Chicago writes in. Highlights CitizenCon, Kin Shadows, and Sullermutes and other CitizenCon cosplay. Lowlights, CitizenCon Paystream kerfuffle, Gnosis kerfuffle, hashtag so many memories, and if I can add hashtag so many kerfuffles. <laughs> Werchel writes in and says, thanks for the show. The Nuggets segment on Interdiction was great. I've only ever been on the receiving end before. There are still so many things left for me to do in Elite. Does Mass affect Interdictions at all, or does it just affect Mass Lock? I enjoyed the final RPG episode and was glad to see the sandwich make another appearance. Since no one actually ate the sandwich, does that mean we'll be seeing it in future adventures? 
God, I hope not. That thing would be like good uh, question. <laughs> I hope Shiv finds it in a pocket somewhere and just eats that sucker. I, I think Shiv wrapped it, and I think you know, and it's space wrap, so it's, it's probably a space like sandwich. It's sealed. Probably fine. It's space probably sandwich. fine. You know, it's probably I wouldn't fine. trust. I. It's well, been years. It's been it years. A, remember, unless it's been a, unless it was a spam sandwich. If it was a spam sandwich. That thing would be just. I don't fun. know if we just, specified. I want him to be, be eating it, and everybody be horrified, and him to go. Oh, it's okay. It's spam, and everybody go. Oh, all right. That's fine. It's yeah. Cool. So when when last we left the sandwich, it was sort of placed on on Valis's desk, and she didn't. She it's didn't space it, so. spam. It, it oh, could be space that spam explain, sandwich. <laughs> that explains. It everything. could happen. It could happen. You know, that could be a thing. I want it to be still back. sitting there when Shiv comes back in yeah, the third in installment, <laughs> and she'll be like, "Mr. Shiv or Mr. Red, you forgot your damn sandwich." And it'll just be sitting there in a molten, gross pile. Uh, so, so, uh, but on the on the other subject, does Mass Effect interdictions? Uh, no, a tiny little ship can bring down a big ship, even. However, the big ship might ha- might be fast and have powerful engines, and so it might be able to outdistance you. And uh, your interdictor, you'll have you can only have uh, you'll have a, have a smaller interdictor on your ship. So the you might only have a class one uh, slot available for an interdictor. So you have to get in uh, closer range uh, to to get to it. So it's it's you can pull down a cutter with an eagle. You can do that, uh, but you might not like the result if you actually even if you are successful because you might get squished. So. But yeah, uh, good question, and uh, hopefully that's a good answer. Benu Ra writes in and says, Good show. Looking forward to the third adventure now that things are all wrapped up. How many hours did you guys actually play the RPG? Question mark. And was it all in one day? Question mark. While I initially feared pressing play, my general feedback is that I greatly enjoyed not hearing the conversation between Tony and Mr. Smart. My favorite gaming moments of 2018 were all at Stars at CitizenCon. The panels were interesting, and getting to play the new flight model was good too. I'm looking forward to 3.5. My biggest disappointment was the Squadron 42 roadmap. I really wanted to believe that the launch party in December 2019 rumor. So part of the disappointment is that the Q2 2020 beta date. The other part of my disappointment is that the roadmap's design implies that they're just started. It would have been good to have it show progress from 2012 to 2018. I suspect that some, uh, or all, the Squadron 42 chapters are playable with CryEngine Flowgraph and Lua powering the interactions between NPCs and story branching. And then things like subsumption, OCS, and multi-threading meant that the Lua and Flowgraph had to be trashed. But that's just pure speculation. And Ken again from Chicago replies to Ben Aru and says, Sorry, Ben Ura. Whoops, got them wrong. Ben Ura. Apologies. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Ura. The roadmaps were not retrospective. Otherwise, the Star Citizen roadmap would have covered game development from 2012 or earlier forward. Both the roadmaps show game development going forward from the time they are first published. The first published being the roadmaps, first published, not the game, obviously, because neither one have been published yet. The SE roadmap is from the end of 2017 going forward. The S42 roadmap is from the end of 2018 going forward. Now, the first roadmap is retrospective only because they don't erase the roadmap as development proceeds and time passes. However, I think there are fan-made timelines that do chart the entire progress of the game development online. Uh, so... 
yeah, um, roadmaps are just the best guess they have at the time, and they're going to change, and they aren't retrospective, they're prospective. So uh, that, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that uh, that roadmap, if you saw it, it would be like a switchback, you know, like uh, like the uh, roads that go up mountains. There would be a little progress up, and then they probably roll back down a little ways, and they take a little fork up the road, and then they make a little progress up the other way, and then they roll backwards, and then go up another way. There have been a few things that have been trashed and start over again, started over again. So I think that's where we're at. Um, oh, and on the RPG stuff. Uh, so typically it's two or three sessions, uh, two or three hours apiece, uh, and then Lennon goes in and chops it up into blocks. So, you know, six... Six to nine hours, maybe total, um, uh, raw, uh, and then uh, Lennon doesn't cut much out of it. We just sort of uh, just chop it up uh, from there. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's I don't know. That's like what, a couple weekends. I mean, it would be a couple the equivalent of a couple weekends worth of play uh, at a t- on a tabletop. So it's fun. We have we have a good time with it. We need to do our next session uh, coming up here pretty soon. We just got to get Ken Shadow back. John Newboy writes in, Great show, everyone. Superb way to start the year. Community question one. The sitcom news was great. I hope there are no more changes to the timeline going forward. Community question two. Not getting more from CIG. And you're getting even less this year because now it's just CI. They have taken your G, my friend. <laughs> now you just get the CI. You don't even get it done anymore. <clears throat> and oh, everything has to go through committee and be approved in or... Um, you yeah. know, hashtag, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Rex Gray writes in and says, Wow, I finally managed to keep up, catch up on all the episodes I missed after my son was born in July. Congratulations! I too am a July uh birthday, so um, hats Good off. Month. Yep, Tony, I hope you're feeling better. While I haven't been playing many games recently, I enjoy listening to your adventures, especially in the RPG. The end to the second mission was very well done, and hats off to all of Tony's GM trick of using NPC clones. <laughs> my, o- my only disappointment was finding out Red really was a bio-waste hauler. I had convinced myself that he was secretly a Han Solo or similar archetype, smuggler drug lord who had been hauling bio waste and had run out of luck prior to joining gfr or maybe he just didn't know he was a smuggler thanks for all you do you make my commute a lot shorter and i'm not sure what i'm going to fill the time with now maybe i should try out that other uh, ed podcast you mentioned from time to time on Lave radio <laughs> Lave. <laughs> lava radio leve radio Lave, what's yeah. that again Lave. Yeah. Oh, well, guess I'll just have to stay on the guard. Salute face. Uh, a salute face. Salute 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 face. Salute face. Yeah, salute face. Yeah. No, uh, well, uh, correct. Yeah. Congratulations, Rex Gray, on the on the on the addition to your family. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. The the clone thing. Yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit. That was fun. Dan and Sean. And there may be more of them out there. You never know. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and then uh we had, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how much I, how much I should give away. Shiv and I have discussed the Red Barnes character from time to time, and our 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 mutual conclusion is that he was a pawn in a greater game, and was made a victim of corporate malfeasance and such. You, you caught a little bit of that maybe at the end of the at the end of the story. So uh, when 
I, I, I'm going to say when. I was about to say if and when Red Barnes comes back. But I think I'm going to say too, when Red Barnes comes back, we'll probably explore that a little more. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he may not have known he was a Han Solo type. H. Allen writes in and says, Catching up, so I'm referencing some old topics. No Idris release because Squadron 42 missions will have you searching it for escaped prisoners and or contraband, fighting, ambushing, van dual boarding parties, etc. And they don't want all the hidey holes disclosed before release. The Division 2 is my 2019 most anticipated game. In space games, it's Rebel Galaxy Outlaw and the Descent Redux. My 2018 highlight was CIG releasing the Squadron 42 roadmap. Yay! My 2018 lowlight was CIG releasing Squadron 42 roadmap. Boo. Beta in Q2 2020 and not a release date in sight yet. I agree with you guys that Alpha Q1 2020 does not belong on the roadmap. If they needed a column filler entry for Q1 2020, it could be renamed to Wrap Up Alpha. Now that I'm caught up, good show, guys. Jeff, time for a nap. Brian, time to kick the cat. Henry, time to double down on the entendres. Lennon, time for a cameo. Mikey, time to pump up the jams. Tony, plenty of time to be right. <laughs> I love that. Well played, HL. <laughs> In general feedback, Eleanor Rebel writes... Regarding console players looking at frames per second and shunning the game, Tony, you are aware of the glorious PC gaming master race. Do you think anyone will be more picky about bad textures, frame rates, and resolution than PC gamers? What games are you talking about there? Well, this is, we, uh, we talked about uh, the probability, the overwhelming probability that Squadron 42 is going to get a console release at some point. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. And uh, the idea was that uh, if you... If you don't get console right, that's a big chunk of the market that's going to take a look at you and, and pan, pan it and walk right past it. So, uh, and that'll that'll that'd be bad for uh, Star Citizen if Squadron Forty Two doesn't get a good release on console. So the do, it's not a matter of being picky about textures and all that kind of stuff. It's just a matter of do those other markets who don't have a way to tweak their frames per second and resolution and all other kind of stuff because they're on a console it's all hardwired if that doesn't work on that sort of least common denominator uh, environment then it won't really matter for Star Citizen uh, how uh, if, if Squadron 42 is a great game because if you don't if you release it on console go to all the expense and trouble to get it to work on those platforms if it's not good and it's not well received that hurts the eventual release of Star Citizen because the monetary resources won't be there. So it's it, it's not so much a matter of being particularly picky about textures and, and that kind of stuff. It's can you make it work on the console and playable and fun and marketable uh, to those uh, demographics so that you get a high adoption rate, high sales rate, and you use that money to uh, pay for Star Citizen. No new Patreon and no new winner. Well, that's all right then. And this week's community question. On a scale of one to Jeff, how mad are you about the fanfiction requirements released by CI? Are you getting out into the deep black with the Distant Worlds expedition? And otherwise, how was the show? Did we turn features into bugs, or have we improved your quality of life and given you feelings of pride and accomplishment? Drop us an email, a tweet, or comment on our show post, which you can find on our website, and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 244 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 245 
on January 29th, 2019. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We want to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist and master web slinger, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Squawk 7700. Stay on the guard.